Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So... What's your weird story? Hello, Weirdsville. It's the What's Your Weird Story podcast once again with your host, Barry Johnston. Hello, everyone. And me, Adam Beebe. We're your weekly weird story podcast. Weird stories, strange Tales, unexplained and unexpected mysteries told by the people who actually experience them in a casual, laid-back, fun, conversational style. That's what this show is. You probably knew that. If you didn't know that, that's what this is all about. Um, if you are new to the to Weirdsville here, hey, how you doing? Welcome to the podcast. And if you're uh, one of our old-time old friends, hey, good to see your face quote-unquote, um, not quote-unquote your face, but good to see your face, you know, good to have you back. Um, good to, Barry, get me out of this hole. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing so well. You're doing so well. Oh, man, how, how you been, man? You've been, uh, you've been keeping busy? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely keeping busy, man. Um, just, you know, uh, working a lot and um, trying to... Uh, get some artwork done and, uh, you know, trying to avoid the, uh, existential crisis and dread that comes with an oncoming birthday at the, yeah. at the end of the month here. So, yeah. you know, yeah, that happens. So yeah, you know, yeah. same as always really <laughs> good. Good. Well, we had, uh, we had a heartbreaking loss last night, the Garber Wolverines. We, uh, played in the state championship last night and we, Lost uh, by five points to uh, Hydro Eakley. It was a great game, and uh, it really it came down to the end, and uh, we fought hard. And I uh, just wanted to uh, congratulate our kids. It played really, really just a hell of a season. We we uh, we fought like crazy, and uh, I'm just really proud of those kids. And uh, now we can get some rest. It's been nonstop for about three weeks now. So yeah. Hey, well, good job, Wolverines. Wolverines, right? That's right, Wolverines. Okay. That's good right. job, Wolverines. Yeah. Um, yep. Congratulations. Second place in the in Oklahoma in basketball is nothing to be scoffed at. Hundred percent. Uh, be very proud of that. I mean, just getting there to yep. you know, and that's a close game. And and yep. from what you were telling me before, it was a very close game. So good yeah. job, good yep. job, guys. And uh, congratulations all around. And to the parents who uh, went to the games and who uh, who made the basketball players, good job for that. Um. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, this, this, this whole COVID thing, it's been tough to get through it, but we did, and we made it work. And, uh, and I think it was a successful year. And that, you can be proud of that. You know, everybody did what they had to do to uh, – to make things as normal as we could uh, for those kids. So it was a good year. 
That's a good deal. Hey, speaking of normal, how about yeah. something that's really that's actually not normal? It's very strange. Yeah, that's my fav- that's <laughs> that, one of my favorite subjects. That's what we deal in. I don't know if you caught this uh, in the news this uh, past week, um, but there was a TikToker, a uh, you know, a young woman, twenty six, in uh, New York City, uh-huh. and uh, she. Uh, the story is she came home from hiking trip over the weekend, I guess, with uh, with a group of friends, and um, she. Um, Walked into her apartment and she noticed that the uh, the bathroom area was really cold. Uh huh. And she was very confused because that you know that uh, that bathroom doesn't have a vent. It doesn't have anything. It shouldn't be you know like drafty. So she was investigating and she discovered that there was a draft coming from behind the bathroom mirror. Wow. Right. Okay. So, you know, she's um points this out to her roommates and she to roommates and she's uh decides that she's going to investigate. So she takes the mirror off the wall and there's a hole in the wall. Of okay. course, you know, where you would have had a um medicine cabinet you know, or something. Exactly. Or, right. Okay. So she looks, you know, she sees some wires and stuff and she looks through and it, it's a bigger hole behind than you would think. It doesn't just go into the wall or go, you know. So yeah. she pokes her head through and she looks around and um, she sees like it's a bigger area. So she tells her roommates, of course, and she decides that she's going to go and explore, what, find out what this is. She's going to go in, COVID, into yeah, the wall. Yeah. Into the wall. This is what COVID will do to you. Holy you know? shit. No <laughs> so, shit. And also being in your 20s. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, wow. So she goes, she goes to the hole and she comes out to, you know, this room and then she starts wandering and it just gets bigger and bigger. She has discovered a hidden, unknown apartment. What? In her, in her apartment building. Wow. The windows are open. That's where the draft was coming from. There's no furniture. It's unfinished. There's nothing. There's not a shower or, or a toilet or uh, a, a tub in the bathroom. And, like, there's some trash bags and there's, like, a old, like, water bottle. Huh. Um, but it, other than that, it looks, like, completely, like, abandoned. Like, there's nothing that shows any recent signs of life. Wow. And so, yeah, yeah. And so she told the the building operators about it, and nobody knew about this apartment. Wow, really? Yeah. How old is? How long have been sitting there? Do they know? I mean, no, I don't know. I mean, I saw like I saw wow. some of the video. There was a water bottle in there called like Core. Okay. Um, but I mean, you know, That's so so weird. I, so. It seems that if there's a plastic water bottle in there, then it would be the last, what, maybe 15, 20 years? Probably, yeah. You know? At least, Um, yeah. So that doesn't seem like – that's living memory, so it doesn't seem like that would be something that people would forget about. But I guess if you got companies that change and – you know, stuff like that. And, That's you know, crazy. apartments and real estate and rental property in New York City is such 
a, a oh, it's you know, hot. A, a premium, you know, such yeah. a thing. You know, that's um, so if it for, were who knows how long. Yeah, if it were sitting there, they would somebody if they knew about it, it would be up for rent. That is so weird. I I tell you what, man, I got into this uh, guy who had a YouTube channel and there's a whole community of these people that they go and explore the underground and uh, of various cities. He would get into the drainage in the vents uh, in, in New York and he would just go on these like exploring adventures and he would film them and dude he would get into these old like old forgotten subways that were Mm -hmm. that were blocked off and shut down and stuff and it's so cool because it's like it's like it's like time had stopped you know and like these really old you know uh subway systems and uh caverns and things and tunnels and that kind of stuff is really cool man that's a cool story I love that yeah. kind of stuff. That's really neat, man. But it is amazing that that, that whole room or a whole uh, <clears throat> apartment had been sitting there without anybody knowing. I wonder yeah. if it had been walled off or something on purpose or something. Yeah, you know, know, that's the thing is I don't, I, I don't remember recall them if, saying if there was a door to the outside or if it had just been walled off. or Right. Who knows? Maybe something bad happened in there. Right. Could have. Hey, you never yeah, know. Maybe. And maybe it's haunted, and maybe next week's guest and his crew, um, Shane Pittman from the Hulser Files. Yes. See, see how I dropped that in there, yeah. all casual and everything. Love it. We're very Love excited it. about that, guys, next week. Shane Pittman from the Hulser Files is going to be our guest, but maybe they can go in there and uh, see if it's you know haunted or something. Yeah. We'll have to or send them that. Yeah, definitely, yeah. man. So cool. Yeah, we're excited to have him on, man. I can't, you know, can't wait for people to listen to it. We had such a great time with him. But before we get to him, we have on today. Uh, this is a wild ride, guys. Yeah, Lisa O'Hara mm-hmm. is her name, our friend, and uh, she's written a book called "Abducted and Furious." Yes, if that that'll give you a little bit of an idea. Yeah, of course. If you listened last week, you would have heard that title as well yeah she's intense she's got a really like a plethora of uh weird 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 things that have happened to her yeah and like you're saying she wrote a book about it and she was gracious enough to uh, take time to hang out with us and talk about it yeah yeah so this is going to be um it's man it's 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 yeah wild like barry said and and like just an amazing, amazing story. So yeah, um, and this is good. This is uh, I don't know. I don't got the words, but um, I have the words, but I don't. I don't want to spoil anything. Um, so yeah, let's 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 just get right into it. Uh, Lisa, thank you for joining us. What's your weird story? Thank you for so much for having me. My weird story is that I am an abductee. I've been abducted by aliens my whole life, and I found, only found out about it in 2017. Wow. Um, the reason I found out was because I was meditating, 
And prior to that, I had been told I was a psychic medium. And so I was, you know, investigating that a little bit, but I was doing a lot of meditation. And I was also going to a psychic medium as a mentor to help me figure out how to become a psych, you know, a practicing psychic medium. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was going to her and I was meditating in bed and um, I felt this incredibly negative and sort of terrifying feeling in my room. And what I said to him, I was talking to my spirit guide at the time and I said, what in the heck, what is that feeling? Who's, who's in my room? And he said, oh, that's the ETs, the greys, they're here to take you. Uh, they take you every night and they, um, they stole all your eggs and that's why you don't have children. Wow. 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 Damn. That's <laughs> yeah. That's I, pretty heavy. Wow. That's pretty that heavy. Is. So it was. They take you every night? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so yeah, carry so, on. <laughs> so, with that, I was very, very frightened. Right. And, um, you know, your whole world sort of turns upside down because, you know, as far as you know, you go to bed, you go to sleep, you have dreams, you wake up the next day starts all over. You know, you don't you don't have that idea of, oh, I'm actually leaving my bed. Um, After that happened, I really started working with the medium and trying to fix what was happening. And um she, you know, tried different things. Uh, one of the things she tried was breaking soul contracts. And apparently the um, different people think that you have chosen your life on this earth the way you have, like, signed a contract and chosen your life the way it is now. And you are doing this to learn different experiences. So you actually chose this. You signed a soul contract. And so she was trying to break the contracts. And we tried different things. Nothing broke it. Um, we went to an area called the Akashic Records. I don't know if you've heard of that before, but it's some uh-uh. place where they have a, a a listing or it's sort of. Did you see that movie uh, with uh, Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. Uh, where he was in space and yes. he was touching that big, huge library thing. That is a killer movie, by the way. Yes. It is. Yeah. <laughs> That when I saw that, I thought, "Aha! That must be the Akashic record." I mean, really. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. So, um, so anyway, she tried to change the Akashic records. Um, she also gave me some things to say. She told me I should contact my uh, angel, Archangel Michael. I should respect respectfully demand that I um, be, you know, take removed from this i mm-hmm. should say that i have my right to free will I'm a, I'm, I'm a sovereign being and that i do not want to go and i had to be demanding and loud and so i actually had a piece of paper that i would read every night before bed my husband called it my manifesto where i would right. demand my right to free will and right. i would not be taken um so we actually tried every single thing and um And I finally realized uh, dealing with her was that I wasn't getting anywhere. I mean, I was still being taken every single night. And I found out that I actually was being taken four times a night, not just once, (laughs) but four times a night. Wow. So uh, I found that I was being taken by humans also. So I was taken by ETs and then I was taken by humans. And from what I understand about the military abductions is they take the people who are abducted and then they interrogate them. 
and they try to get information out of them. Okay. So that was happening to me too. I would wake up with bruises, with cuts, all kinds of things, and um, I was really upset about it. Um, at the time, you know, I did tell my husband. He he poo-pooed it, you know, because he didn't really believe it. He's he's kind of a sciencey guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at the time, it actually. I don't know why, but it made me feel a little bit better. Like I had time to like wrap my head around it, you know, mm-hmm. get used to it. So I could go back to my safety that I had prior to finding this out. But now and then I could just sort of get used to it a little at a time. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so after with dealing with the medium, we worked for a long time on this. And um, at first, you know, I... You know, when I found out I was being taken, I really didn't remember anything. And, you know, there is a memory wipe that goes on with the ETs right. and the military. Um, one of the things I found, and um, this really helped me kind of, I started writing down all my dreams. And I also started writing down anything I noticed. And the reason I did that was because early on, I realized that there were clues there that I didn't know were there until I still really started looking for them. For instance, I noticed um, that I was having this problem with my clothes smelling. So um, I sometimes, you know, wear the same clothes every day, and other times I leave my clothing that I'm going to wear the next day on a counter in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So um, I noticed one day that my clothing really smelled bad. It smelled like B.O. and feet. So I thought, well, this is really weird. I mean, you know, so I thought, okay, well, I'm going to throw throw that in the laundry. I'm going to take care of the laundry. So I did that. And my husband folds all the laundry. I, I actually wash all the laundry. So the next day he had folded everything and the whole, all of my stuff smelled like B.O. and feet again. Oh, wow. So that was the folding. So I thought, well, you know, what happening? You know, what's happening? And it took me a little while to find this out. So I won't try to make the story too long. But at first, I thought oh, I just feel free to feel free to make this as long as you like. Okay. We like that. You know, you have all the time yeah. in the world yeah. to, okay. to share. You know, you don't have a time limit. So, yeah. OK. Um, so first I thought, well, this is really weird. Did I not put enough laundry detergent in? Which is logical. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. threw them all back, you know. All the smell, I smelled them all and I threw them all back. I added extra laundry detergent. I, you know, dried them, put them on the counter. My husband, Bob, you know, folded them. And so I smelled them and they didn't smell. So I took them to my closet and I left them there. And then um, the next day or a couple of days later, um, I had worn some clothes. I left them on the counter and they smelled. So I thought, well, you know, I wonder if that is a smell coming from the laundry room because that's where the cat boxes are. So I washed them all again. And this time I put every single bit in my closet, nothing out except for the clothes I was going to wear the next day. And um, the next day, those clothes smelled. And I finally realized (laughs) I'm leaving in those clothes. And the environment that I am leaving to smells like that. Wow. 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 Well, it also could be the fact that um, if you are leaving that, you're wearing those clothes and you leave, you're, you're taken, and your body is under so much stress 
that it is causing the release of these hormones that are giving you that the funk, you know, on your clothes yeah. and, and having it, you know, because that's a lot of when we smell um, is, you know, from perspiration. A lot of that is from like st stress chemicals leaving that emanate that bad smell. So it could be that seems like it could be either, you know, part of the, the environment could be part of it as well as your body responding to the environment and everything yes, else around it. Yeah. Like but it kind of had this earthy smell, kind of like a, you know, like, you know, the laundry bin smells, yeah. the laundry in the laundry bin. It kind of had a smell like that, but it kind of mm -hmm. smelled like feet. I mean, it was really, yeah. a really rank smell actually. Mm -hmm. And some of the clothes just smelled like I had been in them for a week. <laughs> right. You know, right. With that. Sure. So sure. I didn't know how long I was gone. Well, in the meantime, I am still working with the medium and we're trying different things. And um, so she has had a intuitive acupuncturist she thought I should go to because I was having all these little problems. And, you know, so I went to him and his acupuncture particularly painful because I have acupuncture on a regular basis. And I told him I wanted to see what was taking me. Oh, wow. So um, I did. I saw it. So I went to his acupuncture. Then that night I saw. Um, so prior to that, that couple of days or a day that day, I had um, gotten a cut on my leg uh, near my knee from a recycle bin. We have tall recycle bins. I, one fell on me and or I was walking backwards. It fell on me. It cut my knee. So, you know, you know how those cuts are. They really hurt, really, really hurt. First, they don't hurt and then they really hurt and they throb for a while. And um, so I went to bed and everything was fine with my leg. It wasn't hurting. But that night after I'd been to the uh, acupuncturist, my leg all of a sudden starts throbbing, throbbing really hard. It was really painful. And um, I looked up and there was a praying mantis next to my bed. <laughs> a tall one, like seven foot tall. Oh. So I'm 5'10 and we have 14 foot ceiling. So... It's wow. pretty tall. Oh my! I've Lord. heard of, I've heard of this this type of beings before, and uh, they are those are just those are scary. They are. They're very scary. I can't even imagine. So well, when you when you went to the acupuncturist, he was able to do something, manipulate you, so that you would be able to be aware of the presences that were yes. taking you. Uh huh. Wow. Wow. It was pretty amazing. I mean, I would never have believed it if I didn't see it, you know. Man, I want to get acupuncture even more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. at the same time, I'm scared of needles. So, well, you actually, know I, I guess okay. I... So with acupuncture, and it's important to know this for you listeners, is that um, it's really, really good. It, you know, manages your chi, you know, your energy, your life energy. But the other thing, too, is it doesn't feel like anything if you don't need it there. If you need it, then it might hurt a little. But it doesn't hurt for a long time. It just is a, like a pinch. Yeah. And then you feel like you're floating on a cloud. I mean, that's exactly how you feel. And it's like a, you know, psychic nap. I mean, it's awesome. Wow. I've heard that it is not a painful thing. Um, and it, if it is, that they're doing it wrong. Yeah, they're, they're doing it wrong. Don't go back to that like person. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's not so much that I'm scared of needles, because um, I used to get shots every week when I was a kid for allergies. Um, it's just the needles going 
it's the thought of needles going in me that is just the weird thing. And more than that, even is the thought of a needle going in and then taking something out of me that's supposed to be in me. So I guess, um, I don't know. I guess I'm weird, but, <laughs> but anyway. oh, you sound pretty normal. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I should try I, once, once all the COVID is clear and we can, you know, go out and do normal things again maybe I, sh I should look into getting some acupuncture done you that should you never know what might happen it might be the one thing you really need it's true right it's true <laughs> um axo so here i am looking at this praying mantis which i never expected to see i actually expected to see a gray right. because you know most abductees are you know sea grays that's what they all report and that's what i expected but i did not expect the praying mantis when she, I thought it was a woman because, or a female, because uh, it said that its name was MoMA, M-O-M-A, mm -hmm. and uh, that it was here to take care of my leg um, because it called her, <laughs> and <laughs> okay, and uh, so she really, really wanted me to um, come to her ship. Now I did not want to agree to come to a ship because I thought that's how I got into this problem in the first place. Right. right. So I said, no, I'm not coming to your ship. I will not agree to come to your ship. I do not want to go to your ship. And so she said, well, I want to fix your leg. And um, and she's doing this telepathically. Mm -hmm. So it's not with, you know, our mouths right. moving. And um, I really want to take you to the ship. And so um, will you, if somebody else takes you, uh, the bad guys, mm -hmm. do you, will you allow me to take you to my ship then? like well all right you know that sounds reasonable right but i really didn't want it and so um then um i got hit with a what i call a um sleep dart mm. which is where you they knock you out and they use some sort of mechanism where it feels like a mosquito bite has hit mm. bit you uh, a mosquito has bit you and a little pinch and you're gone wow mm. You fall asleep. Wow. And the next day, my leg did not hurt. So wow. she must have done it. Wow. Yeah. Um, but I want to say when I was sitting there uh, and, and talking to her, uh, it was really funny because I didn't feel scared, but I wasn't paralyzed. It was just that the the seeing a praying mantis, a giant bug, yeah. next to your bed is just so fascinating so like almost just you can't tear your eyes away from it that's right. how yeah. how i felt i didn't feel scared i just felt like oh my gosh this is the weirdest thing i have ever seen and i've never would have expected this in a million years and it's like you just can't stop looking at it yeah i yeah, can imagine yeah, I, yeah. Now, so did, did you have more than one of uh, encounters like were you able to see more once you had the acupuncture um, yes, I did, was able to see another one, um, and it was uh, what I considered to be a male, only because of its actions. So it was sort of strode into the room, um, and it um, wanted, you know, it hit me with something like a spoon on my private parts, which I thought was strange. I mean, like, is that a greeting? I mean, you know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, then, there, there's, there are cultures on Earth where, yeah. uh, you know, when you meet People, you go up and you just give a little tickle to their genitals, and you know that's. Uh, I learned that recently. 
Uh, I haven't experienced that, but I definitely <laughs> I learned that recently. It's very we find that very bizarre, you know. Yeah. I mean, here in the West, um, but uh, don't judge, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Um, <laughs> with the with these with these mantis creatures, did they have did they like did they have different colorations or what what did they look like for like can you give me any more details um you know both of them the uh, the um woman one that was trying to get me down to ship she seemed a little bit wider and a little bit kind of a more grasshoppery look you know because they kind of look alike yeah and she was you know not as slender and kind of a brownish green and the uh, other one was more brown and more uniform brown and mm-hmm. seemed more slender and more tall, maybe even taller. Wow. Um, but anyway, so after he smacked me with a spoon, then he hit me on the genitals also with uh, a tuning fork and made me vibrate all over. And that was strange. Whoa. Then um, he pointed at me and I fell asleep. Huh. Wow. So. Wow. How long was that after you saw the female? Was that? I think it was a couple of days later. Okay. Because at that point I was going to acupuncture, you know, here and there, whenever I felt like I needed it. Right. So that was probably, you know, the first time. And then the second time was a couple of days later. Now, when you were, when he, when you had your interaction with him, was that on the ship or is that in your room? In my bedroom. Yeah. Wow. So he brought his... Spoon and fork. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah right. Exactly. Yeah. It made me wonder. Are you gonna? You know, what are you gonna do? I mean, are you gonna chew off some skin and use your spoon and fork? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, right. That was just strange. That is wild. And your husband, you guys. I mean, I mean, I don't know if this is appropriate or not, but I mean, you guys sleep in the same bed, or right? Okay. Yeah. Well. That's what I found. And actually, I've gone on a couple of these podcasts and it's interesting. A lot of people, you know, validate me when I say my well, my husband falls asleep as soon as his head hits the pillow. That's how he is. He's always been like that. But I'll be darned. I mean, these things are happening to me right next to him. Right. Sound asleep. Wow. And it turns out apparently that a lot of uh, people like me tell these stories. Their husband is completely knocked out, basically. Yeah. And they're probably doing that on purpose because they're trying to get the woman, you know, because we're the breeders, right? Right, right. Right. You know, so they don't need that many men because, you know. Sure. (laughs) Because we're useless. Yeah. That's it. That's right. So, uh, yeah, he does not wake up at all. I mean, he is just completely out. And a lot of there are times when I wake up after I've been brought back and I'm so, sort of like in a daze and I feel like he's not there at all. Like I can't hear anything. And I think it's just the effects of being in that situation. Right. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. And scary, right? How would you feel? Yeah. If you right. Some of this stuff. Sure. Yeah. So, would... um, after I saw that, I really got, um, at first, you know, after the fascination wore off and some of the fear, um, you know, I thought, I'm going to try to catch these guys uh, in the act, you know. So I got some of these nanny cams, you know, some of those ones that it looked like a picture frame. Right. And, um, you know, because they're motion activated. And I put them around my room. And uh, I turn them on, make sure it all worked, go to bed. The next day, it would not be on, it would not be off. It would be in the middle. 
and it would not have recorded a single thing. Oh wow! Wow. So they're on to you about that. Yeah, they're on. Yeah, yeah. They're on to us. Well, I get, you know, I would suppose if you have the capability for interstellar travel, and uh, you know, you would be able to, you know, kind of have some kind of and not, and be undetected just <sighs> yeah. in general on our planet. Yes. You know, then uh, you would have the ability to kind of cloak all of everything and or you know, kind of short circuit those relatively primitive for them, especially those would be very right. primitive. Right items so yeah yeah so i was really annoyed by that but then you know for a while i thought you know i'm gonna fight them i'm not going to lay down and you know take this uh so i spent a lot of time you know uh, staying awake all night and moving around the room trying to you know beat them at their own game um i would but i was just sort of like petrified you know right (laughs) sure i'm listening hard and you know every noise and every light and you know that kind of thing. I mean, that that's how you feel. You kind of feel hunted. Mm-hmm. You feel paranoid. Right. And so you spend a lot of time, you know, trying to stay awake as long as possible and just, you know, being fearful. Mm-hmm. And so I did do that for a little while. And, um, you know, it just it's, you know, I well, as we get older, we cannot stay up all night. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. you want to. Of course, when you don't want to, that's when right. you actually end up yeah. do staying right. up all night. Exactly. Yeah. But the next day, you're pretty useless, yeah. right? Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I made it clear I'm pretty useless all around. So. <laughs> yeah. That's, so, yeah so, so I realized, you know, this isn't really helping me, but I just felt at some points, you know, that I was just too uh, afraid, you know, to not do that. You know, like I was driven to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did do that for a while. And, um, uh, but I did start writing everything down because you know what, when you're in that situation, you don't know what the important data is and what the right. unimportant data is. Right. right. So I started noticing that on the sixth and seventh of the month, um, and sometimes other times, a lot of times on the sixth and seventh of the month, I would hear a low-flying, two air, low-flying airplanes and a low-flying helicopter go over my house. Wow. And it was always like at 1230 or 1.30, you know, hmm. at night. Now, I don't know what people could be doing during that time, but it just seemed like an odd time, you know. And I'm not, I'm close to airport, but there is, you know, times that you can fly and times that you right. can't fly. Right. So, um, and during those times, I would feel extreme fear because I could hear something. It sort of sounded like something landed on my roof. Wow. And I would hear walking around and then I would just be really petrified because I knew they were coming. Yeah. And so I was just, you know, fearful, very fearful. So anyway, like I said, I knew I was going to fall asleep because that's what's going to happen. So, um, so this went on for a while and, um, while all the while trying to figure out what to do with the medium, um, I just, I I also did a lot of classes with her. So she was really into healing, like hands-on healing, not religiously, but there's something called angelic healing. And there's also a class called Laho Chi, which is in my book. And it's a hands-on healing that you heal yourself and you use your own hands to heal. And um, I, so I took a bunch of those classes and um, cause, because I'm all in, as, mm-hmm. as this is my, my personality, I um, bought all the books I could find on he- different healing, you know, reflexology. And mm-hmm. well, I was on Amazon and I found out that there was a guy named Stuart Swordlow who wrote a book on healing. 
So I went on, I bought all of his books because, you know, that's how, who I am. And I looked at some of them and they were just seemed really esoteric and over my head. And I thought, eh, I'll come back to these later, you know, after I have some healing experience. And so I started doing Maho Chi on myself after I came back from an abduction. And it really helped. It helps me sleep. Because one of the thing, problems about going off on these adventures with ETs is that when you come back, you're like wired. You cannot sleep. Okay. Right. I don't know if that's because of what they do to you or, you know, but you can't remember anything. So mm -hmm. that's where it's a problem. Um, so... After uh, I did the healing, you know, I, I took, you know, sometimes you need to take days off from this because you can't be doing it all the time. Sure. <laughs> because it's just too much. It's oh, stressful. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. So, you know, I did do other things. So um, after a while, I finally realized um, that um, my my medium was not working for me. This Whatever she was telling me to do was not working. So I started searching the entire web for different situations, uh, different solutions. Mm -hmm. And I found a bunch of different ones. But um, I got my spirit guides actually pointed me back to the Stuart Swordlow books. And I started looking at them. And, um, and, I, and they made more sense this time, which is odd, but whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so I started looking at his books, and they had a couple of tools in there. One of the tools, and I suggest you use this for your fear of um, fear of needles, is called the Green Spiral Staircase. Now, um, before I say that, I just want to go back a little and say that um, I, when I, when I read books, other people's books, I'm looking for nuggets of information that will help me in my situation. Right. right. Because I've noticed that all of the people that have these situations actually have, um, different situations in mind. They all see, seem different. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, I think it's by design that way we can't compare notes and we can't, you know, help each other. Right. right. It's kind of like the tax so, code. It's right, like, it's like exactly. the American, so you can't yeah, compare notes with your neighbor, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so I started reading everyone's books. Well, one of the books I read was called, um, Psychic Warrior. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's about remote viewing. Okay. It's okay, about yeah. this guy, David Morehouse, that does remote viewing. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, whatever book I was reading had uh, Stuart Swordlow in it. It had Psychic Warrior, um, David Morehouse. And for a while, it set me on a path of uh, remote viewing. And I did do some remote viewing um, while I was doing that. And I had some really unusual experiences. What does that now, mean? What is remote viewing? Is that... Can you explain that? Yeah, remote viewing is actually using your mind to travel. Okay. So, um, and it's sort of a psychicness. I got gotcha. you. Okay. So there's one called controlled remote viewing. Controlled remote viewing is where you actually use coordinates, and it's very, very structured. You know, okay. you put your name down, the date, then you follow these linear instructions, and then you draw a little line after listening to some music. And then you're supposed to be transported somewhere. Okay. Um, and you're supposed to be transported to the coordinates that they've assigned to this location. Okay. So what happened to me was the first time I did coordinate remote viewing, I got, um, I started smelling lavender and I thought, that's weird, you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, well, it might be my, my deodorant or something. So I didn't think much of it. The second time it happened, um, I was transported to a room with uh, like a like a 
uh, office with like linoleum floors um, and big CRTs and all these men standing around me with their casual clothes or you're not casual but business casual mm, which is yeah. you know like a white shirt and khaki pants yeah and they were standing around they were drinking coffee i don't drink coffee <laughs> so i thought well this must be real because you know i don't know where i am but i'm not where i thought i was supposed to be and then i heard the somebody say there you are oh there you are and all of a sudden, I hear all of these remote viewers flood into my room. I start hearing thunking, you know, thunking and cracking and popping. And, and it was just really scary. So Wow. So remote viewing now, um, I didn't find this out until later, but there's another remote viewing called extended remote viewing. Okay. And it is uh, less structured. It's called flying, and you use your mind to go to these, these places. Um, and I found out, that's when I found out that when the remote viewers hit your environment, your, where you are in the atmosphere, it makes a noise because it's something called hitting the membrane. Oh. So that's how you know. So I started, after doing the control remote viewing, I was been plagued and harassed by remote viewers. They're watching me all the time. They're in my room. They follow me wherever I go. They're in my car. I started finding out that, you know, now I live in Arizona and we do, you know, it's, I think it's, I don't know what the elevation is, but a lot of times, um, you know, we'll have water bottles in our car because it's hot. And so if they crack, that's a, a change in elevation, an atmosphere change. And that's when you know a remote viewer is in your car. So gotcha. I started hearing that wherever I went. Now, uh, my house is new. It's not settling and it's not uh, and there's no wind outside. But I'd hear these noises everywhere I went. Wow. And it can also sound like a crack. Now, um, I would also hear that at night when I was waiting to be taken. You know, I would hear these noises. Um, so so also I re read a book called um, Communion by Whitley Strieber. Yeah. And yeah. in it, he to told me this a very important nugget, and that's why everyone should read everybody's stories, um, about how the ETs, when they take you, your mind creates a screen memory to protect you yep. from the stress and trauma. So for a long time, I thought the ETs were putting that in my head. It's me. It's my own mind. Mm -hmm. So I started realizing from writing down my dreams and writing everything down, which is really important, um, that the dreams I was having were created by me. And if I had a dream, like, for instance, and said, hey, I'm in a, um, here I am, I'm in that class, and I didn't drop it, and uh, I thought I did, but it's a test day, and you know that feeling of yeah. stress, we didn't yeah. drop the class? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, to me, means I was under stress. So, I mean, I never bought into the whole, you know, you were your dreams and your symbols are you and all that. I just thought I'm having stress. And at first I thought I was having stress in my regular life. But it turns out I'm having stress when I'm not aware of it, you right, know. Right. So so when I read that Stuart Swordlow book to come back, I. Uh, I read something in there called the Green Spiral Staircase. Now, what you do with with it is basically a remote view of your own mind, and that's why I went to that remote view segment. Mm -hmm. Because when you rem you're remote viewing, so I got the idea 
that if you can remote view using your mind to go to coordinates, why can't you remote view to find out what's going on before your memory wipe? Right, mm. right. So um, I thought this is a great idea. So uh, there's this. So in this book, there is a, and it's in my book too. Okay. But it talks about using your mind. So basically, what you do is you look, at, use your dream, and you keep it in the forefront of your mind. In your pineal gland, your third eye, you put a a um, blue color, a royal blue color. And in your mind, you see, and you put green, medium green all around your body from top to bottom. And you imagine a green spiral staircase in front of you. You take your, so your dream is in the forefront of your mind. You walk down the staircase. And as you walk down, at a certain point, you'll feel like stepping off. And when you step off, a scene will appear before you about what is behind your screen memory. Hmm. And that's how you can find out what's really happening to you. Okay. Wow. Because there's no other way otherwise, right? They're wiping your memory. Right. So you write all that down, and you also use another tool of Stuart's word loads called the brown X. And you use a brown X, and you brown X all the negativity in that, because the brown X is used for brown Xing out all unnecessary negativity. Okay. So when you do that, uh, then you, you see what's behind it, and you brown X it all out. Then you walk back to the staircase, and then you put yourself in brown to ground. Okay. And then you write all that down. Now, when you're doing this, you are trying to figure out your own situation, your puzzle. Mm -hmm. Because what's happening to you is a puzzle. It's Mm -hmm. not, you have a small bit of information, and now you're trying to look at it it from a different way. And so you write it all down. So I started using the Brown X for everything from, you know, diabetes to, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, any weird feelings I would have. Um, a lot of the remote viewers, when they show up, they'll try sometimes zap me on the foot. Um, I don't know why they do that. They seem to really be enjoy pe- negativity and negative emotions. Yeah. Now, imagine, so people are not abductees and they're listening to the story, but they have a fear of needles <laughs> or anxiety or mm-hmm. some other thing, yeah. you can use this okay. to um, look at it, drill down. I used it for claustrophobia, which I found out I was claustrophobic when I was 40. And um, I started looking at it. So I looked at the claustrophobia and I put it in my mind. I went down the green spiral staircase. I looked at the whole thing and I found panic and fear and I kept going behind it and behind it. So drilling down. So I would say, okay, I see that fear. What's behind it? Panic. What's behind that? You know, I can't breathe. What's behind that? You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, so eventually yeah. I got down to the ETs that put me in black coffins. Wow. 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 And once I cleared that up, I'm no longer claustrophobic. Wow. <sighs> That's great. That's it's a great, awesome. That's a great tool. That's a great tool. That is a really cool tool. I'm gonna, definitely going to have to do some more investigation into that for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really helpful. 
So anyway, so I've been writing down all of my dreams, writing down all of my things, piecing together all of the things that are happening to me. And I've been doing that for a while. And that's why it's so important for everyone to write everything down. Um, so there are quite a few other tools in Stuart Swordlow's book. I didn't write them all down. I just told about the ones that I use. This is how I'm fighting back. Right. Now I am making progress. Um, I haven't completely gotten rid of all of the ETs um, in my life, but I have definitely um, gotten rid of some of them. And for instance, in my book, I write about how I would find out that I'd been poked in the eye. So I, there's certain groups that are really into fear. And that's one of the things that they love fear, you to be fear, panicked, mm-hmm. um, you know, all those things, all those negative things. It's almost like they're narcissists and they are trying to suck up all the negativity mm-hmm. so that they can mm-hmm. fuel their life. So, right. so um, I don't get poked in the eye anymore. Now, um, they would, you know, I would wake up and I would feel okay. And then I'd go back to sleep. I'd wake up again and I would feel terror, like mm-hmm. absolute terror. And then I'd go to sleep again and I, I wouldn't be able to figure out what was going on. But my um, medium said that that this group had poked me in the eye using long needles. I could see it. That's why I felt fear. Mm. And then they let me fall, you know, thought I acted like I woke up and then, um, uh, you know, so what happened was I was driving and I, a bit of glare from somebody's other window hit my eye and I could see, you know, I hit the, saw the glare. And then when I closed my eye, I could see all the dots, all of the mm-hmm. holes in my eye. Oh, right. Wow. That's how I found out. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. That's intense. This is yeah, very, it is. so you haven't, you, you live a very intense existence. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where are you at with the abductions? I mean, have they slowed down? They have slowed down. And also um, the other thing that has happened, because, you know, one of the important things about this, and I think this is almost the important thing, is they're trying to control you with fear. Right. Mm -hmm. Fear is their control. So I eventually, by using these tools and actually writing them all down, you become sort of desensitized to it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you keep seeing the same things or you see weird things, maybe you see some spiders because I've seen spiders, uh, you know, <sighs> in my remote views. And, um, you know, but after a while, you're like, OK, yeah, OK, I saw the spider. Now what next? You know, kind of thing. So they yeah. So everything. So I've gotten to where the point where I don't even care. I mean. To a degree, because I just, I'm not afraid anymore. I have lost all my fear. That's good. And, That's and so, really good. Yeah. So I think I am being still abducted once a night, but I don't, it's not ever as much as um, I've had before. The other thing um, I have, um, I have implants in my eyes. They look mm. like little white orbs. So when you, when you actually rub your eye and you see that orb, when you close your eye, yeah. that's what I see. Mine goes off and circles my eye regularly during the day for a while it would actually look like a, a caterpillar like a monarch caterpillar wow and i've seen you know it look like a zebra before and wow. a monarch butterfly before and a jellyfish it just keeps changing shape like i don't know what it is hmm. i've gone to the eye doctor as a disclaimer i have glaucoma which i think they caused um and um i only in one eye that's why my right eye is a little bit weird but um there's nothing there. The ophthalmologist cannot find a single thing wrong with wow. my eye or different. So um, wow. this thing turns on. It brightens up my eye, uh, you know, at night. I can turn it off by 
going to the right, you know, like turn off the light. Right. <laughs> but, and I've done that. I've yelled at it. Yeah. <laughs> I have talked to it. I've tried to figure out what it is. And I actually don't know. I have no idea. I mean, it could be AI for all I know. I have no idea what they're doing to me. And that's another thing. I mean, it's so frustrating and annoying to think that they are, you know, doing things to you that you don't know about, and then they're wiping your memory, and then you have um, military yahoos show up, and then they want to interrogate you to find out what you know. They wipe my memory, and they have better technology than you. Get a clue. Right. Um, so yeah, so I've, uh, done a lot of things. So one of the things I, uh, want to tell people is that they, um, I have, uh, in my book, I have how to create a copper pyramid. I found that py copper pyramids, uh, work really, really well for meditation. And it's sort of like a funnel to push the information into your head. You'll get good ideas. You'll be able to, you know, solve problems, that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. So, what's, um, quick, what's the name of your book? My name, the name of my book is Abducted and Furious How I Fought Back and How You Can Too. Okay. And they can find that at Amazon.com and also at my, or at my website. I have an ebook and it's $3.99 and my print book is $12.99. It is a, um, it's all, also my website is lisaoharaonline.com. It just, just has an Amazon link right now to get the book. That's cool. We'll make sure to post uh, the images that uh, of the book and uh, all that stuff and also on the social medias. And also you sent some photographs of uh, the bruising and, and stuff yes. that has happened to you. So we've got that for, for like the Instagram and Facebook and stuff. So people can take a look at that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, with some of my my bruises, the one of them that I, I think I sent you, it has JP or SP, and it looks mm -hmm. like somebody used a syringe on my leg. Wow. And it's really weird, and I didn't know if it was ET or human, because the humans, actually a lot of the times when I did rem my remote views of my dreams, I would see humans and praying mantis or beetles and spiders all working together to create spider-like cats and stuff like that. Or wow. they would create, yeah, some sort of weird stuff like that. Or, you know, I would have, uh, I, I would be a little girl in a classroom or I would be, have my um, eyes taken out and squeezed, Ugh. stuff like that. I mean, those are the things I've been seeing. And so, you know, that's why you get sort of desensitized to it because, you know, after a while you're like, okay, all right, you know. Mm. I've seen this before and, um, you know, I'm not scared anymore. Uh, recently I was actually, this is funny. So I had this weird dream about all these different colors, maroon, black, orange, yellow, and white. And it was this big, huge slab. And, uh, it was like, I was thrown up against something and it sounded like sort of like a windshield cracking. And then I woke up and a start and then I said, oh, yeah, you can scare me now. You could scare me then when I'm vulnerable and asleep. But guess what? I'm not scared now because I'm not scared. Right. I'm just done being scared. Yeah. And I think that is also a reason why they would not want to take me anymore. Right. Yeah. Because there is something they get out of our fear. Yeah. I was also shown my... Um, my baby, I apparently, you know, because they stole all my eggs, so they did something with my with them. And uh, I was shown my baby, my uh, hybrid baby. 
and they said, what do you, when you, when you hold your baby, how do you feel? And I said, well, I would, uh, I don't feel anything, but if I did, I wouldn't tell you because you would use it against me because I think that they use blackmail, uh, emotional blackmail on Mm -hmm. all people to get them to do what they want them to do. If you have a child and your child they said, we're, if you don't do this, we're going to harm your child. What are you going to do? You're going to do it. Right. Um, so, and actually I told my husband and I told them too, the ETs, um, I told my husband, if somebody says to you, if you don't do this, we're going to hurt Lisa. You need to say that's her journey because that takes away their power. Right. Right. So, and that's sure. what I'm going to say to them when yeah. they say to me, if you don't do this, I'm going to hurt Bob. Um, I'm going to say that's his journey. And that actually already happened because uh, my husband, Bob, had surgery on his back uh, on on June 1st of last year. Uh, Yeah, last year. And um, they came to me and they said in my head, we're going to kill Bob tomorrow. Had a surgery. And I said, "Okay, I'm ready. And it didn't happen. He's still here. (laughs) Good. Good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other positive thing, too, is, you know, you, you, you're writing about it and, and that's helpful to people, you know, that go right. through this stuff. And that's empowering for you, you know, yes. and, and you drawing some some light to what you've been going through. And and uh, and I'm sure, you know, somebody's going to listen to this and, and be able to, to get something out of that. And that's the that's the main thing. And, and reading your book and, you know, helping people is it's a noble thing to do, you know, especially when you're going through something that, you know, to you, it may not feel that way, but, but going through something that is uh, traumatic, um, Mm -hmm. and, and deciding to live, um, still in a positive mind mindset is, uh, it's a, that's a great thing. It's a great lesson in that. Well, uh, I did want, I wrote the book just so I can find my people. I mean, I'm finding Mm -hmm. my people as podcasters and radio hosts i didn't realize (laughs) (laughs) but um also to you know let people know you're not alone if you're in the situation there are solutions you have to put in the work though because unfortunately you can't just say oh well you know as i try to is like i don't want this i don't like this you know stop stop you know that doesn't work Right. Um, but you have to basically turn the tables on them. And what I start realize that I needed to do was instead of being scared and trying to stay up all night, why don't I just go to sleep and try to write down and remember everything that happened before? Right. And then write down all my dreams, even if I wake up in the middle of the night, write all that down. And then later go back and look at it all. And then I'll eventually get more information. The more information you have, the more calm you feel, right? You feel more in control. And they are the guinea pigs now, not just you. Right. And that makes you feel better. But I just wanted uh, everyone to know that they're not alone and that we um, can work together. Write down your stories. Write your book. Tell Mm. us, you know, tell us what's going on with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sharing stories and, and sharing things that happen to you, just talking about experiences right. uh, is just that's extremely beneficial for, you know, healing and for just living, you know, to share and to communicate and to have interaction with that. But to, to get all that out, the better the more you talk about something, the better you are to um, 
to heal with trauma and to overcome things and to process it and you know right right and also you know make sure you read communion uh one of the books i read was um terry lovelace's uh incident at devil's den have you heard of that book i have not no um actually it's interesting when i read some of these books i see um ghosts it's really weird wow oh, wow and it's probably because of my psychic mediumness but mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, definitely read those books and, um, you know, reach out to people. You can also reach out to me. My uh, email address is abducted and furious at um, yahoo.com. Cool. So if you have a story and um, you want to reach out to somebody and you need to talk to somebody, you can talk to me. That's great. That's awesome. I've got a couple of uh, questions that uh, I wanted to ask about. So you've described that you, with the aliens, the different kinds of aliens, there was the mantis type and then uh, did you experience? Do you remember interacting with other alien races? Yes. um, I saw, um, you know, like a white hairless spiders. And also big black hairy spiders, uh, very large, like 20 feet tall. Wow. Um, and I've been, I've seen um, all, beetles. And I've also seen, and this is weird, but hey, this whole story is weird, but <clears throat> I've seen um, spiders with people suits. So in other words, <laughs> so like they unzip their people suit, oh, now okay. comes a spider. Oh, wow. Oh, oh that's, that's terrifying <laughs> to me. Wow. And I've also seen reptilians, and they shapeshift. And it seems like there's a lot of military in the actual ET world, too. Because a lot of times when I've seen myself being operated on, I'm underwater in a underwater, like, jelly-like um, operating room. And everybody's, you know, gloved and masked up. And um, they're just, you know... They're pretending to move their mouth, but they're actually mo- using their mind, you know. So I've been interrogated by spiders where they're going like this, but they're actually, you know, yeah, using their mind to talk to me. What did you do? Whoa, you know. Wow. So um, anyway, there's just a lot of things that I've seen. And uh, like I said, I probably sound nonchalant about it. But uh, first, first of all, I'm not af- afraid of spiders anyway. But, um, you know, I haven't seen any scorpions. And I have those in my real life in Arizona. Um, so, <laughs> right. So yeah. anyway, yeah, that's what I've seen. When they when they come and they take you, and they have you for such long periods of time, do they like? Do they like take you out of time, or like? I mean, how does that? How do they they they, they work? Like uh, they have the different time stream, or you know, you, you're you're separated. You're taken out of. Your house and your, you know, and and I don't know if it's, is it, if, I mean, it's physical, yes, because you said that, but like the length that, how do you know, I mean, how does, do you have any idea about that? You know, um, I have little bits of ideas. So um, a lot of times, you know, with my clothes stinking, I have to wonder, you know, maybe was I gone for a week? What was I doing? Right. You know, right. maybe I was just gone for three days. Um so uh, other times I'll you know, I have a clock that's project that projects the uh, the numbers the time on my ceiling, 
And um, so I can just open my eyes and see what time it is. Um, and so I've woken up at 1230, like three different times. And, you know, that's like impossible. Oh, wow. I mean, how can you, <laughs> wow. you know, so um, and so I've just woken up at weird times. I've seen, you know, I'll see weird times on my clock. I've woken up and saw, seen that it was 384, which doesn't exist. Wow. And so I don't really know. Uh, other times, you know, I'll be just miss time. Like, for instance, um, mm -hmm. I write about this in my book, but I'll be taken outside of my car. So I'm driving. I drive a stick mm -hmm. and I'm driving and all of a sudden, um, you know, I'm gone and then I'm back. So I don't know how much time has passed. Right. And I don't know if they opened the fabric of time and pulled me out and then put right. it back. Or what, but what happens, at least it, what happened a couple of times, once my husband was in the car with me, was I was driving, I was sitting at a light, and I was waiting for it to change. It, it, it just changed, and then I left, and then when I came back, I got that back right before it was changed. So I didn't, so my foot is going forward, because for me, the light changed, you see? Mm -hmm. But... In everybody else's reality, it's still red. So my husband was really freaked out because I start moving forward on a red light. Wow. But for me, it had just changed. Wow. So uh, so that happened. And then recently, actually, this happened recently. I was really mad about it. But um, was I was driving and um, I was merging onto the freeway and uh, I was, you know, in third gear. I was about to turn, go to fourth and suddenly I was gone. And when I came back, I was I was in third gear and I was drifting to the right. <laughs> wow. And people around me were just like, this woman is drunk. Right. We got away wow. from her. <laughs> and they all took off around me to get as far away from me as they could. And I don't blame them because I don't like those people either. But I wasn't there for a minute, mm. you know, and I don't know right. how much time. I mean, my car didn't show any difference in time. Right. But I knew something happened because I was just about to shift into fourth gear and I wasn't I wasn't in fourth gear. I was in third and I was just drifting on the side of the road. And I find that really irritating mm -hmm. because uh, it's so dangerous. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's dangerous for everyone. Right. So right. When when I've, have... tried to, I've tried right. to look at that. Yeah. And uh, what I see is somebody with like a dry erase board going like this erasing what I can see. So whoever's right. doing that, I don't know who it is, but I'm really annoyed. Sure. When when I had my uh, missing time experience, I was driving, and I was driving down a, um, a back road in Oklahoma, and I was uh, just going along, and then I heard, uh, I was listening to a tape, you know, that a mixtape that I had made, and I hear the first few notes of the song, and then silence and i'm really confused and then i hear the last few minutes or set notes of the song and there's a gap that's probably between like five and seven minutes because it was a long song <laughs> and uh, it was a flaming lip song barry and um like i was very confused and like i was kind of disoriented but i was still driving you know and it wasn't like whenever you know you you get lost in thought or a song and you're driving and you kind of get that road hypnotized. It wasn't that at all because, you know, I was, when that happens, I'm consciously aware of something, but I was, this was just like a blip and I was really confused. And so I rewound the tape to see if I had 
recorded it wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Something weird happened. And no, the the entire song was there. And it was just, and then I kind of like, huh, well, that's strange. And then I just kind of wrote it off until I saw something on um, Unsolved Mysteries about missing time. And then something again later on uh, X-Files about missing time. And then I started putting together a narrative Right. To uh, tell, well, I put, the, yeah, but I put together this narrative to tell my friends um, based off of uh, this, these two, these missing time story that I had, the experience I had, plus the things that I had seen on uh, Unsolved Mysteries and X Files, plus a story that a friend of mine had told me that happened to him where he had missing time in the same area about four years before. And we've had him on this show, and he told his story because ours were very parallel. It was very strange. Um, but uh, I put the story together to tell – because I decided I was going to tell my friends to see if any of them believed that I thought I had maybe been abducted by aliens. Mm-hmm. And so I would tell people, you know, and it was like playing to see what they thought because they all knew I was, I was kind of weird anyway. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I'm young. I'm like 18, 19 and then, like, the more I told it, the more I would kind of remember things that were parallel to what my friend had told me um, with his experience. And it just got – the more I told it, the more I convinced myself that, no, this actually did happen. I don't know what happened afterwards. I don't know if I was taken and if I was implanted or anything like that. But I'm not ruling it out. You know, right. and I'm not, and I haven't had any kind of experience like that since. And so, you know, if it happened, it's a one-off, and that's fine. Um, I will let it just be. And you know, I haven't haven't gone back for any kind of a like a hypnotherapy and psychic regression or anything like that. But just you know, but that's what kept me, uh, I guess, interested in this. And like, I was. Uh, a, I wrote a song about it. I did. I wrote a, wow. a, a drew a comic story about it. Um, you know, so I've kept this with me, the story with me. And it's one of the stories that um, when we started doing this podcast that I wanted to share, but I also wanted to, my friend who had the similar experiences uh, four years before me to tell his story. And then I would tell him my story on after that. And that was, I think episode seven, it was pretty early on, but it was, but yeah, it's very it's very bizarre. But this, but like you, I was driving when it happened, and then you know, I mean, I was on two lane paved country road, but you know, going probably going eighty five because I was mm-hmm. you know eighteen yeah. or nineteen years old and right. you know, dumb. But uh, fortunately, did not crash or anything like that. But yeah, it's just you know that that is it's a that was a scary moment because you know. There was, and then it wasn't, and then I was. Right. And, and you're in a dangerous situation. So yeah. yeah I'm yeah. glad you had that experience because people are like, well, where did you go? And what do you think happened? And, you know, it's sort of like, I don't know. I yeah. mean, I was there one minute and the next time. And then I knew there was a gap. Right. But I right. don't know where I went. And now I'm back. And, you know, I'm in the, you know, in the middle of this dangerous situation where I'm, yeah trying to merge and you know i don't i don't have any idea yeah and it's just a strange feeling it almost feels like you're just plucked out of time that's how it feels to me sure yeah 
Sure. But I just wanted to say that, you know, I've had some one-offs too, and it's just really strange. I mean, that's one of the whole things that got me, um, you know, throughout my life, I would have, you know, these very strange things that would happen. Like I would have a, um, a, a white circle. It would be, uh, it would be like a flashlight with a piece of white paper in front of it. So it didn't, for, it didn't show light. It wasn't like a torch, but it was a white circle. Mm-hmm. And it would show up in my bed, and I'd be scared to death of it. So I don't know what it was. So I would just say, oh, no, oh, no. Well, that has been a repeating thing in my now that I've figured out this whole ET you know, connection. But that was something that happened. I, I mean, you don't know what to label it. What do you call that? I, right, you, know, right. you can't talk about it. Right. Um, and then I would sometimes have prophetic dreams, but just one, not, you know, not right, any good right. ones, you know. <laughs> Or um, for me, I would also have, um, as I called this when I was 10 years old and living in Turkey, a daydream that would happen every night and then it came true. Wow. So, and I think that was really a remote view, but I don't know what exactly it was. But then it never happened again until I was 16 and I had that same thing happen to let me know that I was going to move to a foreign country. Wow. And for a long time, I thought I caused that wow. because what else are you going to think? I mean, right, right. I must have wished this co- to come true, but actually it was a remote view, but right. I just didn't know it. Wow. So it makes me wonder how, you know, we we are all connected. How many yeah. of these other really weird things that we can't put a label on? So right. I couldn't say, right. oh, I'm a psychic or I'm, you know, whatever, you know, right. yeah. there's no label for it. Right. And yeah, the t- missing time, I mean, you didn't miss, you didn't feel like you missed time, like you were on your way somewhere and hours went by and you got there late and you couldn't right. describe it, right? It's just right. some weird time gap. Yeah. That, and that's what I start. I actually made up a word to call it time bending in my book because I have no other explanation for right. it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Wow. Crazy. Awesome. Do you have any questions, Barry? No, I mean, I think... You know, what what a great story. I mean, I, I, I've just been, you know, riveted here. And we appreciate you taking time out to talk to us and um, and wish you luck with with your the future of whatever this thing is is uh, is doing. But I feel I feel good that you're in a good place with it. And, um, you know, do you have any do you have any um, plans to write a second book or? Yes, I do. OK, good. <laughs> I'm just trying to, you know, uh, the first book kind of like, and actually came out of me like in a month. Right. And then I had to get, and apparently that's really short. But, um, and I did have my ups and downs of, you know, okay, here I am at eight pages. Now what do I do? You know, kind of thing. Um, But this next chapter, I mean, I actually have to go back and read my book before I do these interviews because I am like a light year away from where I was. Right. Right. And so to go back, you know, and talk about that, um, yeah, things have changed so much and I never know what's going to happen. So I don't have any preconceived notion or sometimes I do, but I've learned do not have those because you're going to go along and then make a left turn. I mean, you just have no idea. Sure. So uh, everything is really going along pretty well. My goal is to um, is to meet my people. And to make sure that they know they have hope and that there are tools they can use. Now, when I created this book, I had I tried, you know, to put as much information in there as I could. 
But I found that the ETs will block if I put too much information. They'll block me from being able to find out more information. Sure. So what I did was I put a kind of a cursory thing of what you can do, and I tried to give a little tutorial. I used to be a trainer, so I'm sorry if you feel like it's redundant, but some of it. But I was just trying to hammer home some points. But what happens is, you know, you're going to have to take this information and use the tools and Stuart Swordlow's other books and forge your own path. Because unfortunately, I, if I told you everything I would do, then I wouldn't be able to do it tomorrow because they would block right. it all. Sure. So and since our experiences are also different, we just have to, you know, go forward. Yeah. And so I'm hoping that everyone will take the tools and feel empowered that they're not helpless anymore. And uh, this is my only way because I tried to find other people like me, but nobody will admit to being in this situation. Or they say, oh, no, it's you're wrong. It's so wonderful. I love it. I wish they'd come back to take me or I wish, um, you know, you just don't understand. It's like, well, for me, it's negative. Right. Right. So. Uh, so finding those people in these negative situations is almost impossible. Yeah. Well, you'll find, you'll find, I have no doubt you'll find some people, you know, <laughs> Yeah, for sure. For you sure. know, but yeah, and when you do send them our way so we can talk to them as yeah. well. Yeah. Okay. I will. Yeah. Yeah. Stories. Yeah. Do that. yeah, exactly. Because we, again, you know, we just, we love talking to people. We love hearing their stories. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, it's whatever. We just love good stories to regardless of, you know, we, we specialize in the unusual and the hard to explain and the weird. Um, but, you know, we love good stories as well, yeah. just in general. So, yeah, well, exactly. that's good because when I saw you, your podcast, I thought, you know, I'm just going to I don't know if I'm their format, but I'm just going to send it anyway. <laughs> no, it's yeah. perfect. It's perfect. And we've had some. Yeah, abdu- it was great. We've had we've had a couple of other abductee stories. So uh, this 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 is great, man. People are going to love this. So, yeah, good. yeah. Absolutely. so yeah. but yeah, you should you know, whenever you get that other book done, come back on. We want to. I will. You know, we'd love to talk to you or anytime, really. Um, OK, we'd love to talk to you. We appreciate you taking time out again to, to hang out with us a little bit. Yeah. And everybody. I will. Go. I will definitely do that and um hopefully the book this next book i don't know it's going to be difficult because of all the left turns but maybe that doesn't matter yeah yeah, actually this book i um put in the um my um journal because there was just no way to explain everything you know right without putting in my journal and it's interesting my uh, spirit guides really wanted me to put it in i didn't want to i thought it was dumb you know but Turns out it's really important because now when I look back, I can say, oh, I know what was happening right. there. I know what was happening yeah, there. Yeah, so, yeah. And yes. I didn't before. Right. All right. So that's Abducted and Furious, right? Yep. By Lisa Bye. O'Hara. How yep. I Fought Back and How You Can Too. There you go. Awesome. So everybody go out and get a... Uh, Get the physical paperback version, or you get the ebook version there on Amazon and check it out. So, yeah. great deal, awesome. Well, Lisa, thank you so much again for joining us and for sharing an amazing, yeah, great, amazing great. tale. So, great stuff. Thank you. Thank you so much for uh, allowing me on. I really appreciate it. I appreciate your time. Hey. 
Hey, that's a nice t-shirt you got on there. Oh, thanks, dude. It's brand new. Do you like that? It's one of the official What's Your Weird Story t-shirts. Where'd you get that? It's funny that you ask. I just got it off the brand new Spreadshirt.com site for the What's Your Weird Story podcast. There's no www. You just go straight to shop.spreadshirt.com backslash what without the apostrophe W-H-A-T-S hyphen Y-E-O dash w-e-i-r-d dash s-t-o-r-y and that'll take you right there i mean you can never own enough clothing well that's true barry there's t-shirts for the ladies because you know they're cut differently there's hoodies which are really cool there's two different kinds of hoodies and there's also tote bags so you can tote your stuff that's so cool man so if you guys go out to spreadshirt.com what's your weird story currently there are two designs but there will be more going up very soon so just keep your eyes out for that and if you decide to get one of our shirts tag yourself on instagram to ours or facebook show your love show us what you got let's see your true colors wow lisa i mean i don't know how you do it because yeah uh, to to deal with what you've dealt dealt with is uh it's pretty amazing and it's a really really interesting set of stories for sure yeah and to you know to have experienced all of that throughout your life and to you know multiple times a night and multiple, you know, agencies or beings or, you know, species, you know, I mean, like I've heard of, um, you know, we always hear about the greys and then you hear about the reptilians and then, you know, the mantis, I've heard about the mantis type, um, not as often, but I've heard about them and I've never heard about like spiders or other type of kind of arachnid or insectoid types, but oh man, that's that's those are that's nightmare stuff for me. Oh, I'm not a big fan of spiders to begin with. Definitely. So a giant spider in a human suit would be just yeah. I'm out. I'm yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. would totally be repressing that memory as hard as I could. Definitely. <laughs> so definitely. But uh, but for Lisa to <clears throat> excuse me to have experienced all this, and then like you know recognize it and acknowledge it and then kind of, you know, put up defenses, I guess, so that she can reduce the, the number of, uh, abductions yeah. is that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, but it's still, you know, I mean, that's just, you know, so much of that is just a harrowing tell. Yeah. You don't have a real, uh, uh, uh a book. They don't write books uh, outlining what you need to do in case something like this happens. You know, it's like she just kind of had to figure it out on her own. And uh, and she's done a great job of doing that. And, um, you know, and she's very um, considering everything that's happened. I feel like she's very um, she's pretty grounded about it. Yeah. You know, so um, just fascinating. You know, we've had a few of these uh, abduction uh, stories on and you know hers is certainly certainly one in a gazillion story yeah, yeah you know yeah so yeah so thanks again lisa for taking time to talk to us and share your stories uh just amazing stuff and everybody remember uh to go and check out her book abducted and furious 
um, which is, you know, uh, on uh, our website and on uh, Amazon and, you know, uh, probably other places uh, on the Internet or where you can buy books and uh, go and check that out. She sent us a copy, uh, which was really cool. And um, she sent it to us when we were setting this up um, because she reached out to us and I told her, oh, I, I thanked her for uh, sending us the book. Yeah. And uh, I told her, uh, I'm, you know, I'm very tempted to read it, but I'm not going to um, until after. And she and she was very confused. She's like, well, how do you how are you going to know what questions to ask? And, how you know, what are you going to do? I'm like, well, I was like, oh, well, that's not how we do things yeah. over here on the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Right. Uh, yeah. You know. We yeah. We like to we like to just we like to go into it as if we're meeting a new friend. And we're mm-hmm. hearing something for the first time so that we can get a real natural reaction. It's not we, – what we do isn't really an interview type. We do. I mean, we we will in certain situations. But for the most part, we just like to talk. Yeah. And and I think we find that it takes some of the stuffiness out of a, of an interview situation. It takes mm-hmm. that, that, you know – it takes things down a little bit, a notch where it's kind of like more natural and uh, conversational feeling. And that's, yeah. and that's, I think what we got here with her, it was great. And, um, and that's what we got with Shane Pittman uh, coming up next week, which is, uh, I, you guys are going to really love his, uh, his take on things. He's a real down to earth guy. He's, uh, he's really, we have a lot of, uh, common bonds you know we grew up the same um in the same situation basically and um it's just a great a great talk about how you deal with these things and and how you turn them into something um and and how to educate yourself i mean he's a guy that has really done some uh, he's done it kind of on his on his own and uh really 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 great stuff so we're, we're excited we can't wait for you guys to hear that yeah, that's a great interview, and it was a great um, that he w- he accepted our our invitation, and we're very thankful for both for him and for you know Dave there yeah. uh, for both to be on the show because that's um, you know they they didn't have to and they took the time and and you know we just had a great conversation with both of them and um, you know, Shane is like you said, Shane's really cool. And we definitely have that, a lot of that common ground Yeah, and it, just a great interview. He took time after uh, he went to the gym and <laughs> yep. talked to us uh, sitting in the driveway in his truck while uh, after he got home from the gym right. and uh, I'm sure his wife was probably peeping out. Well, what's he doing? <laughs> you know, what's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So awesome. Well, again, uh, thanks again, Lisa. Um, fantastic stuff. Just amazing. And we really appreciate you uh, sharing your stories. And uh, definitely everybody um, tune in next week. You know, tune in, quote unquote. I'm doing yeah. a lot of the quote unquotes today. Um, but yeah, f- join us. Join us next week on the what's your weird story podcast where our guest is shane pittman from the holzer files <laughs> that's my uh, that's my uh fm radio yeah shout DJ out to, voice. shout out to radio djs all across <laughs> the land yeah awesome all right guys well in the meantime 
have a good week. Everybody stay healthy, stay strong. Um, remember to uh, follow us, to go on your uh, website or your uh Well, you can go to our website and find all of our episodes. Go to your podcast provider, uh, follow us there, subscribe, rate, review if you have the option. All that really helps, especially like on Apple because that's the one everybody goes to, but uh, or most everybody goes to. But uh, if you can give us, you know, five stars and a glowing review, that would be fantastic. That really helps us out. That brings more uh, ears in our direction. That people get can you know more exposure, good exposure, not yep. bad exposure, um, and just you know uh, it helps us out and it helps you know. And by helping us out, we get more people that are willing to share their stories, and. Um, you know, that's what keeps us going forward, and that's what keeps us uh, having a fun, weird time um, on the podcast every week. And, uh, you know, hey, Weirdsville, we love you. Um, we'll, we'll catch you next time. And until then, be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.